Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Well, hello, Book Journeys Radio listeners. It is May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you. Um, welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Every week here, we speak to accomplished authors who've gone from having an idea for a book to a finished book who are out making a difference in the world. And today's author is maybe a little different because she was already making a huge difference and a big impact on the world before she wrote her book. Uh, today's author's name is Linda Goggin, and she's a medical direct, the medical director of Ideal Health Bellingham and a functional medicine physician. Uh, the book she wrote with us is titled Feel Good Again, and I'm super excited to introduce you to her um, so that she can tell you how she's changing the world by helping people to feel good again. Welcome, Linda. Oh, gosh, thank you so much, Jen. I'm so excited to get to talk with you. I've listened to other interviews that you have um, had with people, and your show is so inspiring. So thanks for all your great work. And I'm just feeling honored that I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of what I'm sure is your busy schedule to to talk about what you do and, and what your book is about And on that bent, I always ask authors to begin the same way. I ask them to please tell the listeners a little bit about their book and who their book is for. Okay. So my book is called Feel Good Again, pretty simple title. And it also says (laughs) um, what I'm trying to help people do. And it came about because I, as as a practicing physician, um, was seeing many people who were coming to my office who kind of had normal labs and and just just felt bad and they're like this, there must be some reason why I'm feeling bad and so they're searching for a lot of things but mainly they really want to feel good again they want to you generally feel like they did when they were you know in in, in their twenties um, right. and so now I'm sort of in the business of trying to help people turn back time a little bit and help people <laughs> achieve their dreams in a broad sense because medicine really it's about uh, the entire person, not just, uh, you know, not just what you're eating, not just your medications, but it's the entire person. And so a functional medicine physician, which is something that your, your listeners may or may not know about, tries to get at the root cause of what's causing symptoms instead of putting just sort of uh, tossing medications on top of symptoms. And we do a lot of preventive medicine. And so this, is, this book is partly to introduce people to the ideas of functional medicine. And it has a, a little bit different take, kind of a fun take. It's meant to be lighthearted and um, uh, infuse people with a sense of fun about habit change. Infuse people with a sense of fun about habit change. I love that sentence, Linda, and because it feels like sometimes when we're pursuing better health or, or just trying to be, you know, healthier, better versions of ourselves, that it feels like a slog. It doesn't feel like fun. 
gosh, it's so true. And, you know, a lot of times people will make a change and they're just, they're hot to trot for a month or so. And you're right. like, you stay on the wagon and, and then it just gets tired and also, you know, cravings creep back. Um, and so this is sort of like, you know, taking the point where you are now and slingshotting you to the next point and then um, visualizing where you want to go and using functional medicine principles to help get you there. Um, also with, um, you know, I used other tools like uh, imagery. Um, it, when people are reading my book, uh, they learn about techniques like having a, a daily practice where you visualize your success. You visualize all the challenges that you might meet in the day, and there's good evidence to show that if you see yourself making the right choice, um, and that you're more likely to make the right choice later on during the day. So there's so much in the book, it's, um, but I'm, I'm very excited to share it with people. And these are things that's hard to cover in a doctor's visit. Um, right. So, yeah. <laughs> so you can, you can have people sort of read a primer before they even come in to see you and have the same vocabulary going forward. Right, right. That is, that's exactly right. So. And it makes so much sense. How does someone become a functional medicine doctor? Like, is it different than becoming, I, I hate to call it a run-of-the-mill doctor, but <laughs> the, the doctors oh, that we yeah. all know and love, what's, what's different yeah, about functional right. medicine? <laughs> so a functional medicine provider, uh, a lot of different kinds of practitioners can move into functional medicine. Um, oh. I come from a background of being a conventional family doctor. Um, I was really working super hard, seeing a lot of patients and feeling um, dissatisfied because I couldn't spend quite enough time with people. I couldn't, uh. I'm a chatter, obviously, and I like <laughs> to talk with people. And so there were some, some mm, problems with that model for me. And then also I was not feeling well myself. And so I discovered oh. functional medicine as a way to help myself feel better. And many people come to it that way. And then what you do is you take additional training. So I, you know, I've finished medical school and my family practice residency, practice as a family doctor for 15 years, and then, then realized that it's just, not, it's just not quite enough for me. And I needed to go and, and learn a little bit more about this cutting edge style of practicing precision, personalized medicine that's really individualized. Every person is a snowflake and functional medicine <laughs> looks at each person that way. I like hearing that term snowflake used in a positive sense, unlike sometimes in our current <laughs> political climate where, where snowflake is meant as a, as a dig on someone. Oh, yeah. Snowflake. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be a, I want to be a Linda Goggins style snowflake. I don't want to be a. <laughs> I love that. That's so, that's amazing. So, so you obviously came to functional medicine um, through personal experience and then wanting to explore more. How did you come to decide that you wanted to write a book on it? Part of that was I had many people who needed help, and I'm only one person. I'm the only <laughs> functional medicine provider in between Seattle and Vancouver. Um, wow. And that's, that's a pretty big space. So <laughs> I needed to be able to get my, the word out. So that was part of it. And I've had a lifelong dream. It's been on my bucket list to write a book. So this, when I had a friend who wrote a book with the author Incubator, and I asked her about it, I'm like, hey, you wrote a book. 
And <laughs> she said, yeah, you should go check this out. I truly did not. And two years ago, I never could have guessed that I would have written a book, really. I, I knew I wanted to, but the actual doing of it seemed like there's no way. I'm so busy. Right. How would I possibly do that? Maybe when I retire, I'll write a book. But then it became uh, important because I'm not reaching all the people I want to reach. Mm. And uh, so how do you reach those people and then also maybe satisfy a lifelong dream? Um, and so then when I I got in contact with the author incubator and talked with Angela Loria about my, my book. I started to think, gosh, I could actually do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so glad that we were able to, to be a small part in making your dream come true. Oh yeah. Well, no, a huge part. I mean, cause really uh, it would have been years and years if I hadn't had my friend write the book and, and yeah. been in contact with her and gotten in contact with you guys. So you guys, I should be thanking you. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for helping me. Well, you know, it's our pleasure because, I mean, it's it's very much like you said, Linda. You weren't reaching all of the people that you could reach. And as mm-hmm. you know, um, having been through the program here at, at the Author Incubator, it's important to us to help people like yourselves reach wider audiences. And I'm just so thrilled that that's what's happening for you now that you've written a book. Yeah, I, well, really, I am starting to. Um, I, I've drummed up a lot of interest in the area, and you know, my, one of my goals is as a physician to decrease people's dependence upon physicians. Uh, So it seems kind of counterintuitive, but that's really (laughs) to put the power back in the hands of the people. It is functional medicine for the masses, and I want people to understand there's ways that they can actually make themselves feel better, sometimes just on their own, without having to, um, you know, be constantly in the doctor's office. You know, and I imagine that that viewpoint, so not only does it help a patient, because it helps them to take control of their own lives. But it helps a doctor because when a patient comes to you and you know they've already stepped through, you know, all of the different iterations of something, it helps you rule out what something could or couldn't be, right? Oh, that's so true. You know, and when people come to me many times, they're pretty desperate because usually they have been to quite a few doctors trying to figure out what's going on because they know in their body they don't feel right. And they're sort of getting um, from from a conventional physician uh, sort of getting good advice, but it's advice that just doesn't take you very far when it's sort of like, okay, so eat right, get that Mediterranean diet, and here's a handout and right. exercise. And that just only takes you so far. It's losing weight is really difficult, and um, yeah. getting fit and continuing to uh, stay in that habit change space—it's it, just difficult for all of us. It's difficult for me. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm definitely my own patient in terms of trying <laughs> to get myself to keep doing the things because you want to walk the walk. You want to be. Uh, able to set an example. And so on the times when I go, I mean, and I do occasionally go and get um, a pizza for my kids, I like wear wear shades and a, and a, and a baseball cap so people don't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you are that, human, yeah. Linda. You are human. Yeah, you right? are allowed to partake in all of the human experience. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
So I just I think it's important for people to know that I am in I'm right in the boat with them and I'm yeah. trying to do my best to evolve myself and that is I feel passionate about helping people evolve and move to their next level. That gives me goosebumps. I love I love that that is your your goal and I love knowing that there are people out in the world like you that want to help us evolve. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. help ourselves to become better, you know, better, you know, better right. whatever we are, right? Right. Well, and the first step, honestly, really is accepting and acknowledging and seeing yourself, uh, seeing oneself in their current place and saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, here I am. How can I, you know, love myself while I'm going through this, um, this evolution? And envisioning where you want to go and then you know you just take it step by step it's baby steps yeah we can't jump to jump jump from like eating a a standard american diet loaded up with sugar and carbs to immediately (laughs) being a vegetarian and 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 cutting it all out although some people it's kind of all or nothing but um for most of us if we go all or nothing and we're truly addicted, we need desperately need support, and usually right. baby steps are better. Yeah. So if catering to our health requires baby steps, did was writing the book the same way for you? Was it baby steps, or were you taking, like, big giant leaps and just <laughs> – you know, writing it all in one go with no problems and no issues. Oh, that's, oh, that's such a great question. Um, so I'm sure at some point, Angela said, girl's not going to write this book. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I now realize that I have to call myself a burster um, rather than a procrastinator. But previously in my life, I, I certainly would have put myself in a procrastinator uh, category now I see that I do actually work better under pressure, and I do uh-huh. work better in bursts. Um, I also believe I could become a reformed burster and move towards <laughs> more of a, like, take it easy and step by step and uh, over time. But, but it, it, when, I wrote this, when I wrote this book, I was so, so overwhelmingly busy with my practice. I had just opened my own um, solo oh, wow. provider practice. And there were all kinds of things that were raining down on my head right in the time when I was writing the book. I, and I even had, I even, I sent an email off and like, I don't think I can do this. And I got the email back. Yes, you can. And you must. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, so it was, it was sort of pushed to the end of the timeline. And I, I, I I think I would have liked in the next book, I'm going to try and enjoy it more. And, spread it out more but I only had one I had one weekend and it was the only time I could do it and so I kind of sat down I used the technique of talking my book to um, uh, dragon speak yeah so I so that's well which has its goods and bads of course when (laughs) when you're talking but it helps get juices flowing and um, so I had to I had to go back read through and make sure what what I was saying was actually what was coming out. But I think just <laughs> getting it out is so important and rolling forward with your writing. Because if if you stop and just 
keep correcting everything. You just never get to the end because you go back right. and you hate it. And you're like, you know, a week later, you look at it and you go, oh, what was I thinking when I wrote that? But you just need, uh, well, my feeling is that plowing through to the end is very valuable and then go back and see what you've got. Um, and so I plowed through to the end, like right there at the end of my timeline, and then a lot of my revisions came during the editing process when I was like, oh, I must have been sleepy when I said that. Um, <laughs> but that, that's why, but for some people uh, to actually use a um, speech-to-text program can free up your creativity. So right. I suggest that to people. I'm a bad typist, too. There's that. (laughs) I I wish I had thought about that when I wrote my book because I think for people like us that enjoy talking and enjoy speaking, it it would. You're right. When I'm speaking, ideas come to me and I think of things. And um, what a great way to sort of release all of the information that's in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And um, I find that for my kids as I'm helping them, of course, now I, I... have aspirations of helping my children write books because kids are just so creative. And you <laughs> imagine are. the feeling of accomplishment if uh, if I could help them, you know, put something out. But their creativity, when they realize what a speech-to-text program can do, uh, they they write stories. It's just amazing what they can uh, produce. So Yes. Well, and that's a good point. Maybe using speech-to-text as an alternative to sort of the traditional view we have of writing, which is sitting down at a desk and getting out a pen mm-hmm. or a pencil, or even sitting in front of a keyboard, maybe using speech-to-text is a way for us to make the writing process more fun and enjoyable. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and it breaks it up, too. I mean, I, sometimes I did type, but I couldn't be in a rut, and it helped me to have the ability to switch the ability to switch between the two. Yep. Um, and I think it also makes the possibility of writing a book available to a broader range of people, you know, because there's right. some people who, would, who have so many things to share with the world who would never want to sit down at a laptop and just type for hours. But they right. want to sit down and chat to their laptop. <laughs> right, or they when they drive their car, they can be – you know, dictating into their phone yeah. or their recording device and getting mm-hmm. a book out while you're commuting to work every day. <laughs> what a great idea. Yes. You know, um, we hear that complaint, well, not complaint, but we hear that excuse often that I really want to write a book, but I'm just too busy. I have too much mm-hmm. on my plate. Mm-hmm. And it, you definitely came from that that viewpoint in a way because you you know had just started up your practice. You were really busy. How did you defeat that thinking to get yourself to sit down and, and dictate out this book? Well, in fact, I didn't uh, I didn't get over that thinking until like. After the, I, I, a month after the book was written, I still said I did not have enough time to write it. <laughs> I really did. I was like, oh, I love that. God. You'd already written it yeah. and you still thought you didn't have enough yeah. time. <laughs> well, yeah, and so 
I because what I ended up doing is I came down to the wire and I had a um, conference I was supposed to go to and I was um, driving to the airport. And I knew that I couldn't finish the book if I went to the conference. And I, mm. I got on the highway, and I got off the next exit. <laughs> and I went wow. back home, and I told my family, I'm like, I'm not here. Um, because the conference was a it, – it, so, so I told my family, I'm not here. I, I hung a velvet piece of cloth across the nook. <laughs> So, so it, nobody could see me because I've got three kids, nine, 12, and 14. And, oh, boy. Um, and so I'm like, and they, they'd come and they'd poke their head in. I'd, say, I'd be like, I love you, but I'm not here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I was like, the absent mom, that's so terrible for three days. And, and so, because I knew that it was, it was then or never. And and so I sat down and I really really got something out so there was something I could send to the editor and start to fix it. Um, but it, it involves a personal sacrifice. And I think if yes. I had planned it out a little bit better, well, you know, I, I was I, I was a victim of circumstance. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, but but. I know, right? Well, isn't that what we all we all think we're too busy to do everything, and that's part of one thing I'm 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 combating. I'm looking for I'm looking for balance personally, and I'm also trying to help my my clients find balance. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I think that's where that's where health really is in balance. So this was it was an unbalanced time, uh, but by taking it, so many people, there's so many different styles to writing a book, but um, I know Angela does a three-day workshop where you can come and write your book with her and probably in the way that I did in my nook. Um, <laughs> I think it so, is. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but that works. It's like, yeah, you just have to write the book. Sit down now and do it. <laughs> I, sometimes I thought maybe I should get a little seat belt and strap myself in the chair because I, things would call to me, like the kitchen was right by the nook. And Ooh, yes. It it had to be clean, right? I could not write unless the kitchen was already basically tidy. And I we all are, are creatures of of habit and we seek comfort and familiarity. So when you're uncomfortable and in if someone might be uncomfortable writing a book that maybe they don't really know exactly what their topic is, exactly what they're writing. So they're going to seek comfort and we seek comfort in our routine, our, our routines and our habits. Ugh. So cleaning the kitchen, that's comforting for me, making sure that the dishes are put away, but does it take me in the direction I want to go? Not when I'm trying to write a book. No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I never really yeah. thought about it that way, though, that that writer's block in some ways is, or it can be that desire for comfort sneaking in mm-hmm. because you're stretching yourself into something very uncomfortable. Yeah, well, for me, I think that was really true at times. Um, wow. Feeling like, gosh, I don't know if I really – do I really have something to say? Do I really have mm. valuable, you know? And, and and I think that every author struggles with that. Um, yes. Who me? Write a book. And I think that that, when you have that thought in your head, you should answer, absolutely, yes, me, write a book. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then hang up a piece of velvet so that your family can't see you right. and then just write the book. 
that's fantastic. Well, Linda, we're we're not at the end of our time yet, but we're getting super close, which I I'm always get like super bummed because I love speaking to authors and hearing about their tales and speaking to you is so amazing, but I want to make sure that we let our audience know how to find you and how to learn more about functional medicine and how they can become more active members of taking care of their own health. So where can people oh, find you? Yes. So my website is uh, com, and we're going to be rolling out some, some videos that will be free content for people, a lot of good information oh. about how they can get started. My book is a great place to get started. Also, it's on Amazon. It's Feel Good Again. And um, we're also going to be uh, starting a, a newsletter that will be going out within the month. And people, if they go to my website and they request information, we'll put them on our newsletter list and they can get updates as we put out new content. Uh, really, I do want to disseminate information to people all over the place. Um, and I, I do free consultations online to see if maybe I can help people. Oh, uh, great. So that's, that if they go to my website, they can uh, sign up for one of those too. Oh, fantastic. I love that there are so many different ways to reach you. That that alone seems different than conventional medicine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, my, my clients, actually, I, I make sure that they have ways to reach me. Um, because that was a frustration before is that my pe- my people couldn't reach me when they were like uh, in in great need and, and and there's nothing more frustrating than when you really want to talk to your doc not being able to talk to them so right well and I just I love this this notion that um, our doctors are a part of our lives and a part of our caregiving and and as such you know you want to be able to reach out to them and say hey i'm having this mm-hmm. little you know blurp in the road and how can i yeah how can i you know conquer this i think that form of conversation would go much further than just an annual appointment where you try to download an entire year into a 20 minute consult <laughs> Right, right. And as a as a as a client, you want you want to be heard by your doctor. You want to be known by your doctor. And 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 uh, so I think that this is this is going to be the way things will move. There will be it'll be more of a two way street, um, much more interaction and much more responsibility for people to um, go ahead and take the information and run with it. Yes, that makes so much sense. Linda, we have about two minutes left. And in this last bit of time, I, I always like to wrap things up the same way because I know that we have listeners out there who are thinking to themselves either, I'm too busy to write a book or who am I to write a book, all the questions you brought up earlier. And if you had that person sitting in front of you right now and they said to you, I can't do this, Linda, what piece of advice would you give to them now that you're an accomplished author? The first thing I would say is that you absolutely can do it. There's different mm-hmm. ways to go about it. If you're a person um, like me who needs support, 
um, because you, whatever message you have is important to the people who need to hear it. If you need support, you can find a program like the Author Incubator. If if you're able to self-discipline, you know, do the self-discipline thing, you know, it's just a matter of identifying who you're speaking to, getting a crystal clear mm. vision of all the details of who you're going to talk to and what they need to hear. And, um, you know, a, a program like Author, Author Incubator can really help you nail that down. But, but it is so – I feel so happy to have this to leave for my family and my children uh, that, I've, that I've completed the book. And it feels so amazing to have uh, checked that off my bucket list that I encourage anyone to, to really try and make that dream a reality if, if you're even thinking about it. Oh, Linda, that makes me so happy. I, I love knowing that we have helped you create a legacy for yourself and all of the information that you've gathered. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I mean, I, I really do owe it to um, Angela. who She's good at cracking the whip on folks, and that's really <laughs> what I needed. And um, I know she'd, she'd laugh. She'd probably say, yeah, yeah, baby, you're right. <laughs> That's so true. Um, yeah, so so it was really just because uh, of you guys that um, I was able to do this, and I thank you so much for your time and this wonderful chat. So it's been wonderful. Well, thank you. It's been wonderful. It's been great having you on the show. If you want to find more, lindagogginmd.com. All of the information about Linda, functional medicine, all of her freebies are on that website, or go download her book right now as we speak, Feel Good Again on Amazon.com. Thanks again, and join me next week for another episode of Book Journeys Radio. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.